Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. everyone and welcome to Real Life Church. We are so glad you're worshiping with us this morning, whether you're at church online or right here at Kentucky Trail. We just wanted to invite you to get on your feet, put your hands together and sing along.
Nothing can stand 
It's nice to know how to clean up my mess. I make a lot of messes, you know what I mean? It's nice to know we serve a God that forgives us and loves us. And maybe you walked in today and you had a song just was heavy on your heart, maybe a song of doubt, maybe a song of shame, maybe a song of defeat. But today is a song of forgiveness, a song of hope. Come on, give it up for Jesus one last time. Know you're going to love him. Come on. Well, do me a favor before you're seated. I need to do this. You need to welcome Real Life Church online today. Let them know you love them. There's lots of people watching online. Come on, give it up for them. Say hi. All right, you guys can be seated. Thanks for being in the house. Give it up for Johnny. Come on. <laughs> he's getting excited back there. So if you don't know Johnny, this is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's our missionary uh, through Live Global. We're excited to have him in the house. We flew him in this week. Uh, we're going to hear a little bit of his story. He's going to do a song here in a little bit. I'm telling you, it is super, super powerful. It's going to speak to so many of you today. Uh, but real quick, I want to do this. If you're new with us, thanks for being here. I believe God's by your on purpose and with a purpose. And it's our greatest honor and privilege to help you with your story with Jesus. 
just help you on that next step. For some of you, you've maybe never been in the church, it's been a long time since you've been in the church, you're wondering, man, what's this church all about? And uh, we just love to help you find your purpose, discover why God's put you here on earth, and uh, just really give you some encouragement today. I hope you leave inspired and changed. And one of the best ways to get connected with us is just text RLNEW to 97000. We'll have some of our team reach out to you, just help you find your next step with Jesus. Just, uh, just let you know you're welcome here. Uh, just ask about your experience. And I really just want to connect with you because we appreciate you being here today. Uh, if you're in the in-house, uh, we have something special for you. We want something for you, not from you. So we have a gift card to Quick Trip. Come on, somebody. You can pretend to be new if you want to. Uh, go to the New Year booth. You can just give yourself a little Quick Trip money. So, uh, But we really do appreciate you guys being here in-house. We are a church on mission. We want to see people far from God discover the real life and purpose in Jesus. And if you know uh, my story, you know your story, uh, we all at some point were far from God and needed Jesus. And our church exists for those who aren't here. And so for those of us who call Jesus our dad, Jesus is our father, that we have a relationship with Jesus, maybe with the privilege of sharing that hope with the world. And so every seat, empty seat represents somebody that needs Jesus. And so for us, that's our mission. It's just to be grace-filled, I mean, just to reach out the gospel, make a difference. And God's doing that in a few ways. Uh, this week, we had a crash course last Sunday. Uh, which is your way to get connecting on the team, your way to discovering your purpose, knowing God, finding freedom. And check this out, we had six new people join our dream team, which brings our dream team up to 145. Come on, somebody. That's incredible. I'm telling you. I mean, a lot of churches, because of COVID and it's just real, aren't coming back. And our church has just been growing. It's been encouraging. This is the largest dream team we've ever had. Uh, people are just growing and getting connected. And so I would encourage you to take your next step. If you uh, are wondering, man, what am I supposed to do next? Maybe on the outside, kind of looking in, you become more, more of a contributor, more somebody that's on mission. I would encourage you. We have a next step right after this gathering. I'll help you discover your purpose. But it's really going to come up next Sunday. We're doing Crash Course again. We usually do it the last Sunday of the month. Easter kicked it back. So next Sunday at my house, I'll invite you out. If you want to get connected, I mean, we want to learn about your story, your relationship, and who's pouring into you, who you're doing life with, and who you're pouring into, and help you get your next step with Jesus. Just give you a push, help you get connected and plugged into the mission of God. I want to encourage you to come out. Uh, you can sign up on reallifechurchkc.com, but it's, it's one of the greatest things we do. Uh, I love Sundays, don't get me wrong, uh, but I'm at my best when I'm helping people discover the next step with Jesus and coaching them, developing them. That's my heart. And so uh, we do celebrate on Sunday, but all happens behind the scenes. We're just getting people done, getting people growing closer to Jesus. And so I would encourage you to be a part of that story. We also just signed a lease a few weeks ago with the property. It's right next to Joann's. Uh, if you know that's at behind the Starbucks, come on somebody. And uh, there you go. Uh, it's on the backside. It used to be a Sears building. If you've been here that long, you know what it is. We're in the warehouse on the backside and uh, we're setting this up to the youth group there worship practice, officing, life groups, all sorts of stuff in this place. We're not moving our Sundays over there, but we're using this space as an outreach. And so we started a new ministry called Real Life Hope Center. And so that center is gonna deliver hope to the community, uh, make a big difference. And so I wanna encourage you guys that God's using it. Why we do it? It's because we're trying to reach this community and beyond. So I wanna say thank you guys for being part of that. It is a process developing this and pushing out. My men's group knows the amount of stress I've been through. I appreciate your prayers, but we're moving full steam ahead. Um, with this project, so it's exciting. Well, today I've got good news. We're on the third part of the series called The Songs That Made Us. Look at the songs that create us as Jesus followers, the ones that just moved mounds in the past. Today is an iconic song. It really did change the trajectory of Christian music. This song was written for a man going through so much, so much hurt, so much pain, saw the transformation of God in his dad's life, wrote this song. I'm telling you, your, hand is, your hair is gonna stand up on end as you listen to this song, and it's gonna be powerful. Johnny. 
He's, this is, I grew up in, uh, when I got saved, I went to a youth group. This guy was wor leading worship in youth ministry. Come on. So I've known him a long time. This song is like an oldie for us. Maybe it's a new one for some of you. I don't know, right? Like, depends how old you are anyway. Um, but anyway, I'm excited for the song. I have Brian Mason in the house. He's going to bring in a powerful word. Come on, somebody. I think his wife said it's like taking the bulldog off the leash. That's what she said about Brian today. So we'll see, man. He's going to bring some fire. But check it out. This is the songs that made us. There's a very real reason why I have not been asked to be a part of that video. Um, I think I've danced maybe twice in my life, both very memorable. Um, and that's all we'll say about that. I am so excited about this series because of the way that uh, music moves uh, your life. <laughs> Sorry, it's inside joke. It's the way that music moves your life, and especially like when you're young and you're growing up, music has a powerful impact on you. And when I was young, I'm almost a little embarrassed now to say it, but when I was young, I used to love rap music. And I used to love Tupac and Biggie and Method Man and Red Man. And I, just, and I loved it all. And one other person also liked it. Uh, and it's not until you become an adult that you really become embarrassed because you start looking at the lyrics and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. But that's what I used to like. But I used to love all other types of music, too. I would listen to, like, symphonies and orchestra, and I, I would listen to everything except for country music. I did not like country music. Okay, that's good. The earlier service wanted to butcher me for saying that. <laughs> that's fine. So I, that's what I was into. But then I met my wife, my soon-to-be wife. And you'll never guess what type of music she was into. Country music. And I said, I, oh, Okay. Well, I was really into her, and I thought, well, she really liked it. So then I started listening to her, and I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty good. And it's very interesting, because when we did get married, our first dance was to Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Right. Beautiful song. But it wasn't until after our wedding that I found out from my groomsmen, from all my buddies, they said, Brian, because nobody knew I listened to country music. They said, Brian, that was the time that we knew we had lost you forever. <laughs> yeah, it's over. And even to this day, I will still take the first two albums from Dirks Bentley almost over anything. I love those albums. They're so good. But it's funny because they say that when you meet the one, your person, especially as a man, you are suddenly willing to surrender things. And for me, I'll never forget the first thing that went was music. Straight into that country music. If I thought she couldn't get any, just more, there's just so much joy and just beauty in my wife. And I was like, wow, if it makes her even more beautiful and more joyful, good grief. Incredible. Sometime after we got married, I started listening to Christian music. 
And things had changed by that time, like 2003, 2004. And I started hearing these bands called like Casting Crowns or whatever. I was like, wow, these are much better than it was when I was coming up in the 80s and even in the early 90s. And I really got into it. And then there's this thing, Christian rap. Oh. <laughs> even in the past 20 years. I mean, I'll listen to that now over anything. It's so good. But what you realize is after listening to those songs, that everything else, all the secular music, rap, rock, country, whatever, it's really a message of defeat, isn't it? Especially rap music, because it's like, oh, I can identify with that. They know my situation. It's like, yes, but they're not elevating you out of that situation. It's keeping you in it. And even country, which is more fun and playful and joyful, it's really it's about this life, amen? But Christian music is about something else. It's about victory, and there's no greater song that I can really think of about victory than this song here. I mean, this song was written as an expression of one man's childhood and life with an abusive father. And even things that he could do well, something would happen that would take him out of that situation and he could no longer do them. His dad would be upset with him. So he was never getting any sort of praise or love or anything from them. And this song was written out of that. It's about victory. And so we get a moment here together with Johnny being here. What a blessing it is. And we can sing the song together. And I'm just going to turn it over to you guys to go ahead. Let's stand and worship together in this song. Will I fall? Will I sing? 
incredible listen God is doing something uh, today yeah go ahead and be seated I should have told you to be seated oh hey hey what are we doing here I um God is doing something uh, through this series especially but even just maybe it's just in me over the past like 10 days and so there just seems to be like a different weight and it's an important word, we're going to go over that in a few minutes, but it just seems to be a different weight. Maybe God is doing something. And I know some of you here, uh, maybe all of you, I don't know your situation, I don't know your past, I don't know what you've been through, I don't know what you're currently going through. I'm not sure how you've been shaped and molded by your experiences. But certainly through the songwriter's experiences, if I can only imagine, you could see an expression of his life lived out with an abusive father. And maybe through your own life, you can see an expression of your experiences kind of put forth. Does that make sense? And so I feel like there's some heaviness in this room and in this church over the past um, couple of services and whatnot. So I want to encourage you, like God has a word for you today. Because it's incredible what his word says. And we're going to get into that for a second. And I'll, we just need to pray real quick. Let's just, I just need to pray. God, look at you. You are so, no, 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 no. Your love is so powerful in the way that it attracts us to you. May we see our life and may we see our situations through the lens of the power of your love as we dive into this today. So may you change our hearts and our minds and our lives. And for those watching online, may you change them. May anyone here today they can hear my voice, Father. May you set them free from whatever burden or from whatever the thing they have that is on them, that is weighing them down. Break them free from it, Father. I just humbly beg you to do that for them because you've done it for me. So do it for them. Amen. So um, 
I've heavily debated uh, what to do today as Sean and I talked, and really this song, the message of this song, and the background of the song is so powerful, really I probably should have just preached on his story. Uh, but something happened this, in the past week that's made me go into a little bit of a different direction. And see, I've learned that seven out of ten Christians, that would be 70 out of 100, 700 out of 1,000, can no longer name five books of the Old Testament, nor can they name five books of the New Testament. And I heard that, and I read that, and I said, are you kidding me? So what we're saying is we can't go Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. We can't do that anymore. You're telling me we can't do Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. We can't do that anymore? Well, no wonder we're such a mess. No wonder our individual lives, culture aside, our individual lives, if we don't understand our history, where we've been, what God has done, and where we're going, who we are in truth and the relation of our creator, how can we make any decision? How can we live our life based on anything if we don't know anything? Amen? So I've had the extraordinary pleasure of like, guest preaching here. And Sean is so gracious to allow me to just to run my mouth because it's, it's what I'm best at. And I just think I've been saying that I, I love guest preaching. But then I realized I've been doing it for like four years. And I love the way that we present the word here and the way that Sean does things. And it's a lot of fun. And I really get into it. And if you've ever seen me preach here, I never bring any notes. So I'm just like, let's just go. Let's have fun. I'm like, Jesus. But then when I heard that about not knowing scripture, I thought, I'm going, i got to go back, at least if not just for one time. When I was a pastor, this is the way that I used to preach, and we just used to dive into it. And you could tell, they say that you could tell the length of a preacher's sermon by the size of his Bible. <laughs> Get comfortable. I'm just kidding. I used to preach for 50 minutes. Not here. We don't do that, which is fine. But I really want to look at this because I see that song, I can only imagine, I hear that song rather, I can only imagine, and I see in Scripture, I was like, man, that is Paul talking in 2 Corinthians 4. That's exactly what this is. And so I want to break this down for you, and you're going to love it. This is where it happened. I want to show you a map. So the church at Corinth, he wrote two letters to the church at Corinth. You see on the map, it is right in between Athens and Sparta. If you remember Sparta, you think of the movie 300. And if you're like me, every time I think of that movie, I go, okay. I don't have a six-pack like that. I don't know what a six-pack is. But when I watch that movie, I'm like, good Lord, how did these dudes get these six-packs? They've got to be painted on. Anyway, that's a rant for another time maybe. But that's where it's located. And when I see maps, boy, that fell flat, bro. No one laughed at that. Not even you. Let me just make a note. <laughs> Sparta joke, not funny. Put that in the notes. But for me, if I could see where it happened, then I could better understand maybe what's going on in that time period. So Paul writes a letter of 1 Corinthians to the church because they had really fallen into sexual immorality and a bunch of sin, and things were going in the wrong direction. They were listening to people telling them to do the wrong thing. So he writes that letter to address those issues. So then Paul writes the second Corinthian letter to them because he was happy that they had received it. And they said, yes, you're right. That's, that's right. We should be living for Jesus. It should be different. And so they turned around and they had done those things. However, there were some in the church they were still saying, you know what, Paul is a false prophet. It's not true. And he was they were trying to get him or get that church to follow something else. And Paul said, hold up, I'm going to write this. It's going to encourage you in your theology and the proper living. It's a deeply personal letter from Paul. 
And chapter 4 is a deeply personal letter that really, or chapter, that really highlights how to comfort someone. He says in the, in the first chapter, in 8, I want to give you this because I want you to know that whatever you're dealing with, Paul has dealt with. And so if Paul has dealt with it, he understands the pain that you have been in. Amen? So this is coming from this. This is not my words. This is not my ideas. This is coming from this. Paul says in the first chapter in verse 8 that he was tortured so bad in Asia. It was so bad the beatings that he had that he despaired of life itself. And that word despair means there's no more hope. They had no hope that even life would continue because he was beaten so badly. It's like, man, if you look through these books, like what Paul went through, it was incredible how he lived. Tortured, imprisoned, shipwrecked, all kinds of different things. And so when I read, I read that to you because I'm telling you that what has happened in your life, the weight of what you're carrying, and don't get mad at me when I say this, it's for a purpose for later on, it's free. It's not that bad. And I've said that before when I was a pastor and people told me later they were cussing me out in their head when I said that. Because Brian, how dare you say that? You don't know my past. You don't know my story. I don't know this man's story who wrote that song, but he found victory and freedom in something. Amen? So if surely if he could find it, if Paul could find it, if I could find it, then you will find it. Amen? Watch this. We're going to dive into this, and I want to encourage you, because in American culture, we have butchered language. Words don't have any meaning any longer. We just say things. I talk a lot. I say things all the time. Words, they don't mean anything, right? But I want to show you how this song must have come out of these words from Paul. He says in the song, and I'm not going to sing it for you, but I will say it. Just know that in my inner spirit, I want to sing it so badly it's killing me. I can only imagine when that day comes and I find myself standing in the sun. You see, because that day is coming. Verse 16. I'm going to pull this up so you can get a head start. I work with a guy who doesn't, uh, he's not a believer. He's kind of starting to think about faith and come into some sort of understanding where his life is in that regard because his father just died. And death has a curious way of bringing us to the forefront of our own future. Amen. And starting to think, you know what? I'm going to die. And what does that mean? Paul says, so, do we not, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Look at the contrast. Though our outer self is wasting away. Nothing in this world lasts. Amen? I moved here 11 years ago. Whatever I brought from D.C. to here, I, I don't really have anything left. It's all rotted or whatever. It's gone. It doesn't last. But Paul gets to this, he says, our inner self is being renewed day by day. What a contrast. Your outer self, which in our culture today is the pure focus of how you should live your life, is it not? Everything that you have determines the value of who you are, right? And it's so easy, even as believers or people who follow Jesus, to think about our situation even with God. God, my situation is this. I've been through this hard of a situation. It's this difficult. Therefore, you must not love me that much because your word says that you won't let any harm come to me. However, harm has come to me. You must not love me. It's a performance-based Christianity. And that's not true. None of that is true. None of it is performance-based. God gives you his love from the outset. It's not based on what's going on. We're never promised an easy life. Amen? You know that, right? We're never promised an easy life. 
health and wealth, none of it. We're not promised any of that. She fade on me. I don't like notes for a reason. There you go. But our inner self, you come to Jesus. He writes in 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that your body is the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells inside of you? you? Listen, listen to me. You have God's Holy Spirit living inside of you. You're not excited about that? You have God's Holy Spirit given to you as a promise, sealing you in your faith to spend eternity with God. And now you have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of you. And Paul says, and that is being renewed day by day. Renewed in this context meaning restoration. Because this, even as beautiful as this is, is fading away. But this on the inside, Beautiful, more and more, every day. Amen? So he's saying, don't focus on the inner self. You focus on the outer self. It's not about your current situation. Unreal. Oh, man, well, we're getting good. I remember something that I didn't say in the early service, and I was taking notes while during the first song. You were going to have your mind blown. One part of the song goes this way. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in awe of you be still? And I'm telling you, if I'm dancing for Jesus, something must be going on that's incredible. Because I only dance by myself to certain TikToks. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm dancing for Jesus and all of everybody, something must be taken over. I don't feel that way in my normal life. Something is going on. Watch this verse. For this light, pull it up for me there. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As he's talking about the outer self wastes away, the inner self is being remade new. And he is saying for this light momentary affliction. And he's contrasting with a weight of eternal glory beyond any comparison. What a contrast. And this is the part where you can get mad for this light momentary affliction. So you're telling me that what I'm going through, my affliction, my hardships, my past, the things that have done, been done to me is light? And then you're also telling me that it's preparing me for a weight? Are you serious? It's easy to get upset about that. Why did I have to go through all of these things? Oh, it's in preparation of something great. Yeah, fantastic. I don't know about you, but there's no comfort in that for me. Because I know some of the things that I've been through, when I think back on those things, I don't feel comfort in those things. But that's not what it's saying. Remember, Paul wrote this. So again, if you're saying you don't know me, you don't know what I've been through, Paul sure does, because he said he had got to one point where there was no help in life itself even. It was gone, and he was brutally tortured and beaten so badly. Watch this. Your life's, about to change. Your life's about to change. The word prepare, it means bringing into the proper state of mind. It means having the audacity to hold on to something. Not preparing you as in building you up. It's restoring you. It's renewing you day by day, putting you into the proper state of mind. Does that make different sense than the other part of being prepared for something? Does that not hit you different? It hits me way different. 
and it gives the audacity to hold on to something? I said, well, what does audacity mean? Audacity means resolute fearlessness. Oh, come on, somebody. You're telling me that I'm being put into a proper state of mind and I'm going to have the resolute fearlessness of something? Okay, you're speaking my language. Bring me back into something else. For an eternal. So something that's going to happen is going to be forever. And there's a weight. What does the word weight mean? It's not weighing you down. Watch this. The word weight means like a gravitational force that attracts you and pulls you to something. To what? To glory? What does glory mean? Glory means this of that exalted state, a blissful perfection, which is the portion for those who dwell in heaven with God. I was reading this on the couch with my wife, and I stopped, and I just had tears. All, like I was trying not to cry. You know what I mean? It was beautiful. I said, so I looked at my wife, and I said, so what this thing is telling me is that the light momentary affliction puts us in a proper state of mind of resolute fearlessness, which attracts us to the exalted state of blissful perfection. Just kidding. Are you serious? Tell me you read your Bible like that before. You ain't never read your Bible like that before. When you look at what the words mean, it's like, oh, this is incredible. This is not about me. This is about everything that I've been given through Jesus. This is a song I can only imagine because I can only imagine. Scripture says no eye has seen, no ear has heard about the glory that awaits us. We have no idea what's coming. We can only imagine. But when I look at that verse, I can't wait to experience it. Because that day is coming. Where I can only imagine. You see, I want to sing. When all I can do is forever, forever worship you. Incredible. Verse 18. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Look at the contrast of that. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Look at that contrast. Let's break this down real quick. As we look not to the things that are seen. Again, he's saying this is not about now. It's not about the here and now that's going to waste away. And if we look at something, it doesn't mean like what we think today when I look at something. If we're being honest, whenever I look at something, we kind of put it through a filter and through a lens of how does that affect me? How does that bring value to my life? How does that bring a detriment to my life? What's the effect that something has on me? That's how we look at things, right? Like when I look at Walmart. I'm about to go in. I know. I am not in for a good time. Good example, right? Or am I? Have you seen? Never mind. As we look, you know this word look means to have a high regard for something. It means to be in awe of something. So what he's saying is don't be in awe of what's here and now. Don't hold this life or this culture in high regard. That's not it. You hold in high regard to things that are unseen, the things that are to come, to heaven. Man, that's different. So I'm to have a high regard for that. And stand in awe. All I can do, I can only imagine it's so incredible. Yes. Because the things that are here are transient. That just means we're coming into this thing and we're going out of this thing. We're not here forever. We are not here forever. 
but where we're going, eternal. Do you know what that word eternal means in this context? The blessedness of the righteous. I'm thinking it just means forever. It does mean forever. It means a forever blessedness, a forever blissful existence, perfection. So when I go back to that whole thing about your situation, it's not that bad. What I mean is your situation is not so bad or not that bad to keep you from the love of Jesus. Amen? That's the freedom in that. And that's the part where people who were earlier cussing me out said that they started crying. Because it's true. There's victory in every situation. God loves you so much, he gave us this. It's a love letter. He desires you so much that he sent Jesus, and he gave us these words to explain that to us. If only we would read them. My wife said this because she's far more brilliant than I am. The words are there to make you fall into a deeper love with Christ. Yes. The words are there to make you fall into a deeper love with Christ because through that lens, all things become brand new. You see them in different situations. You have the hope of what is to come, not the hope of the despair that is in your current situation. Does that make sense? Can I get an amen? When you become a believer in Jesus, you get God's Holy Spirit living inside of you. I already said that. Paul says in the next chapter, chapter 517, he says that you become brand new. When you accept Christ, you become a new creation in Christ. Amen. It didn't say you get to live in your stuff. And what's been done to you has defined you, and that's forever who you'll be. He didn't say that. He said you become a new creation in Christ. Brand new. Now you're operating out of the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of you. Come on, somebody. That doesn't get you excited. Can you believe that doesn't get you excited? It's so exciting. What happens now is you no longer have a sin nature. And I've said this before, and other Christians want to start throwing tomatoes at me. I said, what if I told you that you no longer have a sin nature? One guy yelled out, you're a liar! He actually yelled it out, it was great. Not a liar. You have a Christ nature. Nature means character. That's who your character is now. You don't have a sin character. Jesus living inside of you, the things that appealed to you before, they don't appeal to you the same way. I can see the lyrics from Tupac in a different light and understand that that's not victory. I'm not trying to just pick on him, but you can see everything in your life through that. Maybe you're dealing with an addiction. You've got Jesus in your life. It's a whole different ballgame, buddy. It is a whole different ballgame now. I met a guy after church one day. We were going to a church years ago, and he said, I just got off of heroin. And I've just given my life to Jesus. I said, good, now you can beat it. I said, you're not going to beat that by yourself. But now you have God living inside of you. Whatever the abuses that you've dealt with in your life, in your past, that's been done to you, not of your fault, but now you're living with and dealing with, now you have God to help you deal with that and to walk you through that. And you will find victory and freedom in that. So much joy through that experience that you can do what? You can live your life for one, but you can help other people through the same situation and bring freedom and joy to them. Amen? But it's only done through Christ. You have a Christ nature. When you view your husband or you view your wife, you view them through that lens now, through the lens of Christ. It's a far different marriage. 
It's a far different way to parent your kids. You see your kids through the love of Christ. It's different. That's what you have now. You say, Brian, I don't know. I don't have that lens. You don't have Jesus. That's okay. Today's your day. There's a joy that I have in my life, a way that I live my life that is only given to me through Jesus. I was talking to that guy at work who doesn't believe in Jesus. I said, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Since I've given my life to Jesus, I've not lost anything. I've only gained everything. I've not lost anything. If you're holding out, maybe you're online, you're holding out, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. I told you earlier that when you meet the one, you suddenly start to surrender things. And all surrender means is that you're just no longer resisting. You've just given in. You've given in to the greatest joy and peace and hope into Jesus. I want to pray with you guys real quick. If you are a believer in Jesus and you're struggling, I got you. Today is your day. Maybe going through and reading these passages in this way and reading what the words actually mean and what our life is here versus what it's going to be really spoke to you. And you just say, God, I just give you my life again. All the things that I struggle with, why am I struggling with those things? You are the one who gives victory and freedom over those things, and I give you those things. I want to live my Christ nature that you've been given to me, and I want to understand your love that's so powerful. I want to live my life out in that way, and I'm just going to surrender that to you. I've been doing it too much on my own. It's all yours. You can have it, God. Amen. And be free from that. You've been weighed down from different things. The weight of Christ is attracting you towards blissful perfection. You've been living without Christ. There's a weight of life that you've got that needs to go. If you don't have Christ in your life, it's very simple. You just say, God, I want that. I want your grace and your love and your mercy, and I want you to live inside of me. I want to be a new creation through the love of your son, Jesus you sent to take the sins of this world and all of these things of this world away and to bring me back into a relationship with you. I give you my life. I surrender to you and all that that means. And I'll follow you for the rest of my days. If that's you today, amen. You have a new life. As Paul said, that you are a new creation in Christ. If you're here today and you said that, there'll be somebody down here that wants to pray with you. And you come up front and you pray with them. And we want to know you did. Because we want to celebrate with you. I just got to say one other thing. And again, listen to me. If you have something going on in your life, you don't walk that out by yourself. We have people here on this dream team. As Sean said, that team is growing. We have people, pastors and people that love you in this church and want to be there for you. And we're going to walk everything out with you, every step of it, because that's what we're here to do. It's what Sean and Diane started this church on a mission to get people far from God, closer to Jesus, and to come meet Jesus. That's what we're here for. So if you're dealing with something, I pray that there was freedom for you today in this and what you heard, but I pray that you discover and realize and live that freedom every day and let us walk alongside that with you in that. I give you permission to do whatever you need. I don't know what you need to hear, but just get on it and let us walk it out with you. Amen? God, how we love you and we praise your holy name. Amen. Man, guys, can we give it up for everybody who made that decision for Jesus today? Yeah. Hey, if that's you, whether you're 
with us in person or you're online today, I want you guys to know that it is not the end of a journey. It's the beginning of a great one. We want to walk that journey with you. So if that's you today, I've got a couple great next steps for you. The first one is this. Just let us know about your decision by texting RLNEXT to 97000. What will happen is we'll have a connection team member reach out to you over the phone. They'll just get you connected here at Real Life. They want you to know that God loves you, we love you, and we'll do anything to help you and resource you. And they just want to make you feel home at Real Life. That is their only job. So just let us know that. Second great next step is if you happen to be with us in person, on your way out of the worship center at the back, there's a red bag. Pick one of those up. Inside there's a Bible. There's a link to some other great resources. It's just a great next step for you to get started off on the right foot. We care about you guys. We love you, and we are excited for you. Everybody else, I've got some great next, step for, next steps for you guys as well. So when you listen to that song, I can only imagine. I don't know. Brian touched on some of this story. If you want to hear the rest of it, you really need to watch the movie. Because the crux of it is, is that there was an abusive relationship between Bart Millard and his dad, or Millard and his dad. A lot of abuse, a lot of neglect, just a lot of anger. And maybe that's you get today. Maybe you have that relationship with somebody, somebody that's using you, abusing you neglecting you, and you're like, God, what do I do with that? Well, Bart was at that same point in his life. Well, what he found out was when Jesus walked into his dad's life, completely changed. Jesus changed his dad's life when he thought it never could happen. And I want you guys to know that whoever that person is for you, maybe it's a, a parent, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a coworker. God, Jesus can change that person's life. So I want to invite you guys, here's your next step. I want you guys to start investing in that person. Pray for them. Want the best for them. Pray a blessing over them. And then second of all, invite them. This is such an easy time to invite people out to church. Hey, come listen to some cool music that you've heard before. Because a lot of people, they never heard the, the worship music that we, we, normally, we normally sing on, on a week-in, week-out basis. But the songs we're going through, the songs that made us, they'll know these. So invest and invite in somebody this week. Make a difference in their life. Bring them to Jesus' feet and let Jesus change their lives. Second great next step is this. Something we call next steps. Sean talked about it earlier. I want to invite you guys out. You have two opportunities. If you want to hit next steps today, we are on our third step, discovering uh, purpose. You can follow the signs right out after this gathering, right back to the next step. We'd love to hang out with you, hear your story, share with you who real life is and what we're doing. So we have four next steps. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. So you can do number three today, or I've got another option for you. If you want to knock out all four steps, I want to invite you out to Pastor Sean and Diane's house next week for something we call Crash Course. We did one last week, had a great time, had people come out and find out what God has for them in their lives. And if you want God's story to grow in your life, it is a great opportunity to just come have fun in a more relaxed setting. If you want a more of a house setting, come hang out with them. You can get signed up at reallifechurchkc.com today. 2.30 next week, we would love to have you there. We like to say this all the time. Coming out, you don't have to sign in blood. But when you come, you will find out that there is something God has for you. Come find out what that is next week or, again, right after this gathering. So generosity is so important here at Real Life. I mean, you guys prove that week in and week out, your generosity is making a difference in this community and across the world. And you'll hear a little bit about that in a minute. So I want you guys just to continue just to have that heart of generosity to change people's lives, whether it's through baptism, people getting saved, people getting fed. And we, in real life, we can do that in three different ways. And the first one is by, go, by going online at reallifechurchkc.com. 
You can also text any amount to 84321, or if you want to use a cash or check, there's a giving box at the back of the worship center. You can drop it in there. Check out this video. See how your generosity is making a difference. Hey, Real hey, Life. I'm here with Johnny. Johnny. Uh, you, uh, guys you guys saw him sing this song, song in the magic earlier. And uh, come on, can you give it for Johnny for bringing that today? Come on, yeah. give it up. Let's hear it. Man, that song brings back so many memories. Uh, I first heard the song because this man right here performed it back in high school when I was in youth group. I don't know, it was like man. 2001. I mean, it's just like yesterday, right? Uh -huh. uh, so he, him singing that is like so nostalgic and it brings back so many great memories of what God did in our lives so long ago. And so today, I want you guys to hear from Johnny what he's doing through his mission organization called Live Global and how we're partnered with them. And I want you guys to, to celebrate and to really hear what God's doing in this season. So come on, Johnny, tell us a little bit what you guys are doing. All right, well, first of all, for those of you that don't know us, my wife and I, uh, Lexi, we serve on a missions team called Live Global. And in this team, we just look for ministry leaders all over the world that we can partner with um, and these are not Americans that we've sent that, that live there, as we've talked about, but these are people that are, are born and raised in those countries. So they know those communities, they know their country very well. It's a very effective way of doing missions. But we find these guys and we partner with them um, for the furtherance of the gospel. We're involved in ministries like um, agricultural development, um, human trafficking, women's crisis centers, seminaries, um, Bible schools, uh, church planting, and, and a lot more things. But today I wanna to quickly tell you about one of our specific partners in the country of Myanmar, which many of you would know that um, formerly as, as Burma. Back on February 1st of this year, I don't know if you've, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen this, we yeah. talked about this, but there was a military coup that took place in the country of Myanmar. Obviously, uh, you were gonna see protests as a result of that. So the people of Myanmar began to protest and they did so peacefully. Since February 1st, there have actually been over 600 protesters that their lives have, have been taken. We've seen and heard from our partners of people running through uh, backyards trying to get away from the military as they're opening fire on them. It's absolutely tra tragic and evil what is taking place there right now. But here's the thing, God hasn't stopped working. Buildings are closed down, churches are closed down, businesses are closed down, schools are closed. Like All of these things have taken place. They shut down the internet basically nightly, but God is still moving. We're hearing stories of people still coming to Christ and souls still being saved. And we got us a message from one of our partners there and it said that while the brothers and sisters in Christ are fleeing their villages, as they're fleeing their villages, they're singing praises to God. What a testament. I mean, good grief. These people love the Lord. This whole situation makes me think of a line from the song, I Can Only Imagine, where it says, I can only imagine when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. And I think about these, these people that are experiencing this evil that is taking place. But the thing is, the day is coming when God is going to cast evil into the lake of fire to burn forever and ever. And those that are in Christ are going to be with him, worshiping him forever and ever and what a thought what what a thing that we can celebrate but i want to invite you guys if god is working on you working on your heart to get more involved globally we are still searching for that team 
that God has for us that want to get behind us prayerfully and financially. And if you want to find out more, come and see me after the service. Come and talk to Sean, and uh, we can definitely get you plugged in if you would be interested in doing so. And how incredible is we serve a God that does stuff not just here in the United States, but across the world. And oftentimes we don't see those stories and see what God's doing. And so I appreciate you guys uh, going forward and uh, like partnering with these local guys to make a difference for the kingdom. And uh, so often, you know, we we see our we see our life and we miss out what the West World's doing. And uh, I think this song can only imagine. And uh, man, what a testimony to look forward to. Well, it'll change. You know, we get to heaven and we'll say, uh, "I can't imagine." Yeah. You know, we're gonna <laughs> sing a little differently in heaven. You know. Um, but I want to encourage you guys, man, be a part of Global Missions, be a part of what God's doing, you know, be willing to go. Uh, you know, we're not uh, some elite, you know, special Christian force here. Uh, we're just open to what God has called us to do. So I'd invite you to be a part of that as well. I invite you guys to give and to pray and to go. And uh, the, the world needs the gospel. Um, we are a light to the world. And uh, Johnny, he's uh, leading on the tip of the spear and we're behind him. And when you give here, you support him. It makes a huge difference. So thank you guys. Love you. Come out next week. Continue our series. We're gonna go back to the old school next week and you guys are gonna love it. You gotta be here, 9 30, 11. See you next Sunday. Lexi's heart, they're willing and called by God just to give back. And we get to have a little part of that just through our generosity. So thank you guys so much for supporting them. Go hang out with Johnny, talk to him right after. He'd love to fill you in a little more details on what's going on. Get on the prayer list. We just uh, we just love and support these guys. Just go talk to Johnny and hang out with him. Uh, if you guys need prayer for any reason, we'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you. Don't forget, invest and invite next week to the songs that made us. Can't wait to see the new people are coming in this week, 9, 30, and 11 next week. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. We'll see you guys next week.